you know, I was realizing that a lot of women too, or something that I used to do was like, go out and do something for you in order for you to not have to feel. Oh, yes, yeah. Keep going. So I like I, I would have gone, you know, and maybe sent you flowers or something as if like that was going to help you. But really it was like helping me to feel like I could do something that would make me feel better so that you know, I was helping you fix it or something. It was just, it's just yes. this weird codependent way that women have been taught to kind of fix each other's issues versus actually just be with each other. Hello, humans. Welcome to the Feminine Rebellion Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Frasca, mom of three wild kids, a crazy lover of garlic, a wild woodswoman and hiker, a voracious reader, and a feminine leadership coach. I'm on a mission to create a rebellion of female leaders who are ready to dig deep into their purpose and push massive ripples of love and justice into the world. I believe we are all born leaders, and this world needs us now more than ever. This podcast aims to amplify the voices of the women who are out in the world and doing the damn thing. These are the rebels who inspire and ignite me. They're the feminine rebels who are working to raise our collective consciousness, helping us uproot from our patriarchal conditioning and bring the world back into balance. If you hear something that makes you go, hell yes, reach out to these guests, dive into their work, collaborate with them, or help hire them to work with you. Consider these women the guides on your own inner rebellion. Okay, thanks for listening. Let's do this. My dearest feminine rebellion. Today might be one of the most special podcasts um, in the history of the Feminine Rebellion podcast because today, today we're having a threesome. <laughs> finally. And finally, finally, right? So Monica Rogers and Libby Bunton are my sisters. And I mean that I know a lot of a lot of people use the, the term sisterhood. Um, but until you've experienced the sisterhood that we've experienced together, um, not only holding each other through the hardest times, celebrating each other, um, building businesses alongside each other, um, it's unlike anything I've ever experienced before. Um, and so I'm so, I mean, I'm feeling so emotional today, actually, having you two on the podcast, because both of you were at the very, very beginning of my journey into this work. Um, you've been champions of mine. Monica, you've had me on your podcast. Libby, you just spent the entire weekend holding me in sisterhood. Yeah. So we are like, we are deep, deep in this work together. And these are the voices that I want to elevate. And what is, what is so, so beautiful about today's episode is we're going to be talking about Monica and Libby's 
this delicious nest they are creating, this program, it's more than a program. It is this experience that they have created for women. This, I think, is your third round of doing this second round. Okay, it's called Unbecoming. We're going to dive into what unbecoming means for a woman steeped in our patriarchal culture steeped in in this world that keeps telling us we are too much and at the same time not enough we're going to dig into all of it and um but first i'm going to introduce you to both of them so you may already know um, Monica Rogers. She has an incredible podcast called the Revelation Project Podcast. And I know that it is like in the top 1% of podcasts worldwide. So she's like a fucking star. Um, I'm going to brag for her right now. And okay, so... But beyond her incredible fucking podcast, um, she is a rights of passage in inner medicine practitioner. She is a transformational leadership coach, author, feminist scholar, and the host of the Revelation Project podcast. And my sister, Libby Bunton. Holy crap. I mean, words can't describe who you are as a human being on this planet. And I'm saying this because she held my heart and my soul for the past three days um, in sisterhood. And I'm like looking at you through the screen right now, Libby, and like my heart is pumping and like I want to squeeze you and hug you and crawl back into your lap again. Okay, but this is not about me. Libby Bunton is an embodiment and somatic coach. She is a feminine leadership coach. She is the founder of Self-Approval School. And she has her, her master's in clinical psychology. So she's got like the fucking street cred to back it up. <laughs> she is an incredible space holder. And what these two women have done is they have partnered. They partnered in creative and business endeavors. And they've created something so magical together. They have woven together their magic to create a program, an experience, a portal, we will call it, for women called Unbecoming. And that is why I want, that is what I want to dive in, dive into today. So welcome, Monica Libby. Welcome to the Feminine Rebellion Podcast. I love you both madly. I don't say that fucking lightly. You are. <laughs> You are like the earth beneath my feet in this moment right now. Um, so Thank you welcome. so much. It is Thank like you. a total honor to be here. And I have the chills, you know, as you're speaking. And I'm sure, Libby, you feel the same mm. way. But it's true what you're saying about, you know, sisterhood and experiencing it and knowing, you know, it's like the, I'll call it the generosity of sisterhood. You know, like there's mm. actually just what you're doing, inviting us to share about what we're up to. Um, it's so much a part of kind of the feminine we don't hear a whole lot about. Mm. And so I know that mm. Libby and I both just in the spirit of, you know, just reciprocity and generosity, this is so much a part of this new sisterhood context that we're all creating. So thank you. Mm. You're so, so, so welcome. 
Yeah, I'll just like splatter a little more thank you in there. Monica said it so beautifully. But one thing I want to add to is how sisterhood helps us see ourselves so much more clearly, like through the eyes uh, and the reflection of the other women that were around. And you both have done that for me. Um, Natty, when you reached out to me the first time I was on your podcast and many, many times since then. And Monica, you're all up in this. So <laughs> Thank you're you. all up in the business. You're, you're both all up in my business and I love mm-hmm. it. So thank you. Oh, it's so, so good. So let's, let's just dive right in. Like, tell me about unbecoming, like unbecoming from what? Mm. that's the question (laughs) yes like where are we what is that yeah well you know I'll I can start or uh yeah Libby do you want to do you want to jump in or do you want me to kind of just kind of dive into the you go ahead the idea here yeah yeah Yeah, so so I've been kind of thinking of like a, a ball of thread you know like just like wound so tight and then like well what is that kind of process of grabbing a thread and just starting to untangle all of the internal programming, all of the messages, all of the lies, all of the rules, Libby would call Mm. it breaking the bullshit rules. And it's, Mm. it's like, as you kind of go through this process of unbecoming, it's through this practice of personal revelation that we come to actually view our lives through new lenses and new perspectives. And so within that kind of unbecoming process, our revelations, reclamations, reauthoring our stories, Mm. um, and deciding, you know, very much along the way, what still works, you know, what we want to keep, what we want to throw out, what never worked, whose story we were living by, whose Mm. rules we were living by, you know, and just, it's kind of like, you know, we, 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 we say yes to the mess because to be an unbecoming woman (laughs) can be really an unbecoming process, you know, that really kind of, so we have to say yes. We, We have to be a full body. Yes. To be like, you know what? I am so fucking sick and tired of holding the world together. Mm. for everybody. And I, I can't sustain this. You know, I can't keep doing it this way. And so I'm going to let go. You Mm. know, I'm going to let go and see what happens. And I'm going to sit in the mess. Mm. And I'm going to let everybody handle their own shit. And I'm going to handle mine. (laughs) And (laughs) that, just that, just that, just that, just turning the focus away from helping everyone else and turning the focus back on ourselves and reclaiming the desires that we have for our life. I mean, that in itself is so huge. And like that happens before you dive in and do (laughs) some of the untangling, right? Is this choice right this this pivotal moment where you decide or when a woman decides like enough yeah mm-hmm. enough so it sounds like those are the kinds of women that that find 
unbecoming. They're ready. <laughs> They're ready to dive in. They're ready to get messy. So you mentioned some of these bullshit rules. Libby, can you speak to some of the bullshit rules? Oh, I would love to. That's yeah. <laughs> my favorite. Oh, some of the bullshit rules. Um, I was just so taken by what you guys were having for an exchange about the, I love the ball of thread. Um, and we don't realize how many bullshit rules there are until we start unwinding that mm. fucking jacked up ball of thread that we get wound into. And we also don't even know what our desires are. Like, we'll get to that, I'm sure. But like, we don't even, desire is like off the table. Um, and so in the unbecoming process, they will start to surface. But also what gets surfaced are these rules of like, who, who told me that I, you know, I'll give a very concrete, simple example that I couldn't wear a crop top. Mm. Like who told me that my body was wrong? Mm that my body wasn't allowed to breathe mm. fresh air and, and mm. feel the sunshine on my, you know, my tummy or, mm. you know, some rules around like, well, it's a constant, like ever moving target really. But so it's like this double bind at every turn. But like, for example, you were saying this before Natty in the intro, I think it's like, don't be too loud. Don't mm. be too quiet. Don't mm. be too thin. Don't be too fat. Don't yes. be too successful, but be successful mm. enough that mm. people will respect you. You yes. can either have a family or a career. Mm. Um, you can be loving, but not, you can't really trust other women. Mm. Um, you can really, and one of my favorites is that the world gets the benefit of your sexuality, but you don't. Yes. 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 I mean, there's a million. There's a million rules. There's we so could many. all, you guys, I mean, I'm sure yeah, you have I some mean, you could name. Yeah. I mean, as we age, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm 47 and, um, you know, I had, you know, we just went on stage this weekend with Rockstar Camp. And well bragged. I wore, thank you. I <laughs> bragged. And I wore an outfit made for a 22-year-old sorority girl. And I felt I was excited to just be like, fuck it. Mm. And also terrified that I was too old for this shit, mm -hmm. that people were going to think less of me because I was showing my body off that you know I was going to be judged mm -hmm. um that yeah that people were going to be thinking like who the fuck does she think she is yeah and when really I just wanted to claim a part of myself that's that's been buried in there for a while and I just wanted to wanted to unleash her and yet mm. all this terror comes up around kind of claiming the the person we want to be so natty who were you unbecoming i was just well, yeah what were you unbecoming yeah. from in yeah, those right in mm -hmm. that experience yeah. okay well i okay great question so i grew up um, in a house full of boys mm -hmm. and i've always been a tomboy 
Mm-hmm. So I'm comfortable in jeans and t-shirts and um, hiking And boots. you can rock a three-piece suit. Yes, that's true. Yes, I brag, right? Yeah. And so like, you know, I'm professional, right? And so I am, um, you know, in my house being very cerebral and is is really honored. Um, and like, I wasn't allowed to be a cheerleader, um, growing up, even though I really wanted to be because, you know, people just didn't smart people. This is what I'm unbecoming from smart women don't show off their bodies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sluts do. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. You must really want attention mm-hmm. you must really something must be wrong with you your damaged goods um and yet you know there's porn mm-hmm. that men are watching those are women mm-hmm. you know um but i wanted that for myself so i was becoming so much of me was unraveling in that moment and I'm unbecoming like my motherhood status, right? Like, mm-hmm. can you be a mother? I have a 19 year old, an 18 year old, a 15 year old. They were all watching me. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there was pieces of them that were uncomfortable. You know, my, my son texted me after and he said, Mama, you really gave it to that saxophone player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, wow, he just saw his mother be sensual and sexual on stage like yeah so you were kind of moment yeah yeah and so I'm hearing that like you were unbecoming from staying small you Mm. were unbecoming from hiding your sensual side Mm. from from your children and protecting the world Mm. from your sexuality yes right you were and you were mm -hmm. becoming you were actually like allowing becoming you know on the other side of the coin like the recipient you were the beneficiary of your outrageousness and sexual energy yes and Mm -hmm. i was i left that stage feeling like yes here i am stake in the ground Mm -hmm. yes um and the best text i the best message i got shout out to my brother joe you know, one of my older brothers, um, who said, you know, you fucking killed it. You really did. You did. You know what? But I mean, I, I took that in I thought, okay, Mm. job done. Mm -hmm. Mm. Okay. So unbecoming, right? (laughs) Yeah. 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 And, and, and just really want to kind of emphasize that meeting any woman where she is in that process, right? Because the beauty of kind of pulling a thread is that there's many threads to go back and untangle, right? And as you seven years into this, Monica. I know I I, I've been doing this work for seven years and this is still the process. This is the process. And so it's like I love what Libby says, you know, the good news and the bad news is that, you know, we're never done. And so it is a process and it is a practice. And what we're doing is really creating a beautiful, courageous, everything gets to belong container Mm. that re kind of 
contextualizes sisterhood in this kind of conversation of unbecoming. And I love what you were saying, too, as you kind of started to kind of feel into this unbecoming, you know, it's like what what a virtuous woman or you said something like that does yeah. right and it's so there are all of these microdosed messages our whole lives that mm. tell us in subtle and not so subtle ways how we are to behave how we are to comply how we are to obey and yes. so what most women end up with is performing their their who they are versus being who they are. And so yes. we end up performing the pretty, pleasing, and polite persona mm. of what a patriarchal culture wants us to be versus the truth of who we really are. Yes. And let's, so let's dive into this. Can we dive mm. into this, this kind of good girl programming? You mm. know, in the feminine rebellion, we talk about like following the patriarchal pathway. Mm -hmm. right that makes us into all of the things that the patriarchy wants us to be right good mothers you know good wives or partners really hard workers selfless um obedient yes obedient right like libby was saying like really successful but not too ambitious mm-hmm don't be threatening with your success. Like, yeah. don't, don't, don't threaten a man in the patriarchy. It would be like, don't threaten the man with your success, but you have to have enough that will respect you. But that you is actually a bottomless man. pit. It will never actually be enough. So it's a you, trick. It's a trick. You have to have, be successful enough or confident enough to get a seat at the table. Mm -hmm. But to actually be honored and listened to and respected is a whole different story. Mm. So let's, let's, let's name it. What is good girl programming? Good. Well, I'll start good girl programming is so many things. Um, but I, I'll kind of work backwards and say it took a long time for me to get to the place where I felt like I was valuable simply because I existed. Mm. And to work backwards. Yeah. I mean, let that sink in. I will never forget. Yeah. Monica was actually there when I had that moment. It was on a sisterhood call in the group <laughs> that you just did. And I burst into tears in the shower after, I don't know how far we were in at that point. It was many, many months. And I said, I got on the call and I said, I just realized I, I actually felt the physical embodiment of being valuable simply because I exist. Like nothing to add, nothing to take away. Yeah. And I was, I was, it I had a lot of grief around that. I had a lot of rage around that. And I also had a lot of um, satisfaction around that, like having that realization. So, you know, to work backwards from there, good girl programming for me. I'll speak from my experience. Like Monica, we, the three of us have talked to thousands of women at this point. There's so many variations of good girl programming. But for me, I'll say it was um, speak when spoken to. Um, mm. You know, thinness is greatness. Um, deprive yourself, put everybody before yourself at the expense of yourself. 
Uh, your value is tied up in your achievements. Um, don't have a strong opinion. Uh, don't be outrageous. Don't be too sexual. Don't be too sensual. And, you know, that was a big problem for me because I am an a very sensual person. I don't <laughs> yes, have to try. It's just like, I've learned this about myself. I've gotten the feedback enough. I just like, it just like drips off of me. And so I was constantly working in conflict with my, my true self hmm. versus the good girl programming of what I was being told constantly. And so I was always chasing this external validation. And one thing that I like to kind of use as a metaphor is like, we have this dial of our value. Um, and we're the only ones who are actually supposed it's inside, I like to imagine it right here. It's like a thermostat. And we're the only ones really, I believe, divinely who are who should be touching that dial. Mm. But we're taught that everybody else gets to move that dial up and down our achievements, our, our appearance, our beauty, our youth, our, you know, fill in the blank, our thinness. Um, and yeah, it's bullshit. It's complete bullshit. And I know Monica is like, has so much to say about good girl programming, but I just really wanted to speak about my experience of that. Oh my gosh, Libby. So, so much of that is hitting me in my heart right now. There's, there's so much that, that resonates with me and, you know, the sensuality piece, like owning our sensuality you know, mm -hmm. being able to dive into it, being able to use it. I mean, it's a force of fucking nature, right? It, it is why we are here to, to feel into our pleasure, to, to love our bodies. And I know that at least with the women I'm, I'm speaking to regularly, this is a, this is a very, very big piece of the unraveling. Mm. Monica, what do you, what do you have on good girl programming, Monica? <laughs> Sounds like a spring clean. Know, well, right? you just, you just really brought up something that I think is so critical and important for women to understand. And, you know, that is that we, we evacuate our bodies at a very young age in order to su survive an emotionally uninhabitable world. So we leave yeah. our, we leave our bodies, we disembody and we end up surviving inside of our head. You know, um, we barely, yeah, barely. Right. And so kind of making our way back home to our, body, but also to our arrows, right? You were mm -hmm. talking about mm -hmm. this sensuality. And when you think about even the myths and the split between arrows and psyche, mm -hmm. right? Like the myths are actually also so helpful for women, but we don't know that the myths, the true myths of our herstory were co-opted and changed by patriarchy in order to make Medusa you know, and Pandora and yes. uh, Psyche, right, and Eros and all of, mm -hmm. those Demonize. stories, right, mm -hmm. those stories were changed. But part of what we learn in the unbecoming work are the teachings, tools and practices of embodied feminine leadership. And that's where we begin to kind of come, come out of hiding in our heads and into our bodies to dare to feel 
mm. our lives and to mm. know that we are sufficient in doing so, you know, that we're actually, that it is our, our birthright mm. to be fully embodied and to feel what there is to fucking feel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because there is going, there is grief, right? Mm -hmm. There is so much grief for the lives that we have, we have kind of lost along the way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so good girl programming is all that shit that keeps us outside of ourselves, mm -hmm. that keeps us you know, reaching out there versus going inside mm. for, for our own mm. answers, you know, yeah. for our own, like to, to have our own back. Cause we keep waiting for somebody out there to have our, our back. We're screwed. It's, it's yeah. learning how to have our own back. And when we have our own backs, that's when we can be in true sisterhood. And that's when we can be in a state of true belonging to others because we belong to ourselves first. Yes. Mm -hmm. And and this is reminding me a lot of like Libby's Libby's work on self-approval, right? Exactly. And like all of these emotions that we experience that we have been told are wrong, right? Mm -hmm. So we have turned against our bodies. We've turned against like exploring our emotions. We feel like we are wrong for being angry or we are wrong for being depressed or mm -hmm. we are wrong for feeling like, you know, I have it all on the outside, right? I hear this mm -hmm. a ton. I have it all on the outside. I have, I have a pretty good job. I'm, my marriage is like pretty stable. My kids are healthy. Why am I so unhappy? There mm -hmm. must be something wrong with me. Yeah. What mm -hmm. is wrong with me? What needs fixing? It's like, there's nothing that needs to be fucking yeah. fixed. Actually, <laughs> we need to go inside and honor all of that rage and that grief that you are feeling because it's real and it belongs here. And, and that is the programming right there is that we mm -hmm. look at ourselves and we think what's wrong with us versus actually looking at the system exactly. and saying, there's something wrong with this system, actually. Right. Yes, we are like, you know, the round pegs being tried, you know, being stuck in the wrong square sized hole or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the, the system is wrong, not us. And so it sounds like like unbecoming, you're taking women through and how long is the program? It's six months long. Ooh, um, so yeah, it's like really oh, like massive real. space for real. like the real sort of, you know, like we yes. have to go into yeah, the underworld. Deep. Like you're going yes. into the underworld Inanna, at first. Yeah, exactly. Are... Exactly. This is where these myths become incredibly helpful because they're roadmaps for a woman's experience. And, mm. you know, we don't mm. know that these roadmaps maps exist and that they're ancient, that yes. actually these ancient roadmaps exist to tell us that, that help us to understand our own experience and our own mystery because yes. women are the mystery. And yes. so like in order to kind of begin revealing and experiencing the magic of the mystery is to actually 
descend into the underworld. But what we're saying is like, look, you're going to descend one way or another. How about come with us and descend (laughs) in sisterhood and be supported, right? Like, well, the thing is, like, they have descent, like, they're living in like we're living in a in a descent we're living in yeah, a collective exactly. descent mm-hmm. and living in a collective descent so you yes. might as well grab some fucking boons along the way <laughs> grab yeah. some threads and come yeah. on down <laughs> yeah. right grab find an end and fucking jump mm-hmm. because you you're un- unraveling one way or another like and the and and I love that I I just got this image so I'll say like and and you'll realize that you're grabbing a thread but it's actually becomes a bungee cord yeah oh, I love it I, I love that love so much it. I love yeah. it I love it I love it oh my god this work is I mean shit I should be joining this program <laughs> yeah oh god yes. we, Come it would like blow the world wide open it would blow again i know yeah you know what the hell i mean well the the good news is we have like libby and i were just you know really celebrating that we've got women from the first program who are doing it again which feels Mm. like you know yay because it is it's true and we feel like you know winter is this kind of perfect time right where we we're kind of like, oh, you know, like here comes yes, exactly. winter is here coming. Comes you know? Winter is coming. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, love, it's so I good. Love the winter. Yeah, Sorry. and I just like, oh, no, no, not at all. I just keep imagining like how important it is to have like the sisterhood to cushion you on the mm. way, and mm. cushioning is very different than you understand this, and I'm guessing your audience probably does, but I'm going to name it anyway. Cushioning is different than fixing. Um, mm-hmm. We're there to to be mirrors for each other. We're there to cushion each other when it gets bumpy, and it's bumpy. <laughs> you know, yes. it's bumpy. It's bumpy either way. Like you guys were saying, um, it there's nothing like being f- fully seen in your mess without somebody trying to fix you. Can we can we do something for the audience right now? Mm-hmm. for our listeners because a lot of i don't know if if people know what fixing is versus mm-hmm. um versus just um witnessing mm-hmm. yeah so I, i'd love yeah. to really nail this down for them because mm-hmm. this is like the key to fucking mm-hmm. sisterhood mm-hmm. i mean this is like the key because yeah. People don't, people don't know mm-hmm. what sisterhood is. Like sisterhood is like, it's like, oh God, we're like freaking witches, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's just not talked about. It's so underworld. It's so underground mm-hmm. what it really, really is. Because like all the stuff you see on Instagram, that's like sister circle, like this is sisterhood, whatever. <laughs> right. Like, right. Like guide me with just, the patriarchalized yeah. sisterhood. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's just not. So, um, what do you want to role play Natty? Like, I, what, I, like, I know I want, you want I us want to show not fixing. Because like, yeah. I just, I just don't want to talk about this. I want to like show it. Yeah. Um, so mm. let's see. How can we do this? Um, maybe I'll say something and then you guys try to fix me. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Great. So yeah. yeah, just tell us like what, what, what are you feeling like? So first of all, Natty, how are you? Like, how are you doing? Oh, do you want me to play it? Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to play this way, the real way or the, okay. I'm going to play this. Um... Oh, I'm fine. Yeah. So you're fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I have a lot on my plate. Um, mm-hmm. I have, um, you know, I feel like I have to do a lot of stuff today. I'm feeling really frazzled. Um, and, um, Oh, don't feel frazzled. Natty, you've got like, so you've got like the best life. Like, can't you just like Mm. ask somebody to do that for you? Don't, you don't need to feel frazzled. Well, let's look on the bright side. You know, I mean, you've got, you've got so much to be grateful for. (laughs) Right. Like you, yeah, you have a I nice do. roof over your head and mm, you know, nothing to be frazzled yeah. about. You're right. You know, <laughs> I do have so much to be grateful for. I should just look on the bright side of the road and like, um, I should just be happy for what I have. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was an example. Are we having fun? I mean, we're like just, so bad at this. It's like, we're so bad at pretending. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We're so bad at this. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, yeah, it's a little exaggerated, but it's not, it's not, but like, yeah. Like tell us the real, like, first of all, we hate the question. How are you? Yeah. Yeah, That's, that's, that's that's first and foremost. We're just going to put that in the space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so just, you don't, you don't have to, I know you've just been through this like rugged experience. So you don't, we don't need to go like super deep, but we can just like role play. (laughs) Yeah. You can say anything that's real and I'll model what fixing would be like. And yeah. what not, we can model what not fixing would be like. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay, Monica, ask me again. Well, Lib, you, you go. You start. Natty, what's here now? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> oh, my God. Woman, woman, woman. I am fucking fried. Um, that experience over the past three days, like, ripped me wide open in the most amazing way. I'm feeling all the feels. I just mm-hmm. kind of feel like, wow, I don't even know how I'm going to make it through the rest of my day because I'm so just oh, a little raw. Um, well, you just like took three days off. Like you, you were just like, mm-hmm. what do you mean raw? I don't, I don't really get it. Like, um, well, it was a lot. Yeah. Like that's an immediate shutdown for me. Like what yeah. you yeah. I, yeah. All of a sudden, all yeah. of a sudden I was like, oh my God. Like, even though I knew you were pretending pretending I know I I felt my whole body collapse in on itself and my experience was um I'm wrong for feeling oh maybe I started to doubt myself I was like oh was it a retreat you Mm -hmm. know like Mm -hmm. was this what is a retreat (laughs) yeah retreat like should I be relaxed was I I couldn't yeah. even, mm-hmm. yeah. it was hard to even respond to that. I actually wanted to run away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what fixing feels like, right? So yeah. we're clear, like those were two examples of kind of scenarios where one is the, how are you, which is kind of traditional, like mm-hmm. setup, 
And the Mm -hmm. second one is what's here now, thinking you were safe, but then realizing once you responded, you actually weren't safe Mm -hmm. and you weren't in a container where you were going to be witnessed and heard and allowed to be who you are. Right. So now let's do the opposite of that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. You want me to do it, Mon? Yeah, do it. Okay. Libby. Natty, Natty Daddy, as I like to call you. (laughs) Natty Daddy. Um, What's what's going on? What's here now? I'm I'm pretty raw, Libs. Um I'm um I'm feeling pretty torn open after that experience and I'm kind of entered back into the work week feeling like my head's all a mess. Um mm. I don't know how to kind of like get back into like quote unquote business mode. Every everything's feeling like nothing matters. Yeah. Um after the experience I had. Um and yeah, and frankly I wish that I had just blocked off my entire week. To yeah. Kind of reintegrate. Yeah. I am bowing down to that wish that you had blocked off the entire week. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I'm recognizing that. And at the same time, like what's coming up for me is like how fucking powerful I am and how I can, I, I can kind of walk through this portal and also come out on the other side and like, I'm the kind of woman who can be like, oh, okay, and now we're going to hold space and maybe it's going to feel a little bit different for me. Mm. Um, and that's okay. Everything might be colored a little bit differently and that's okay. And like, this is the process. Yeah. Um, that's what's, that's what's being revealed. Mm. I love that. Like the, the dance between both things being there. That they both actually can happen at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, and it feels like this is the first time I'm recognizing it, actually. Like, oh, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I wish I had taken the week off. And like, I didn't, so I suck. So I'm a bad Mm -hmm. planner. Yeah. But like, (laughs) I didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't. I didn't know. And like, look at us here. Yeah having this conversation when I'm raw and a little frazzled and like sitting in sisterhood and like having this delicious conversation. Mm. Yeah. And for the people listening, they probably like, this actually doesn't feel like a role play, right? Because it's not right. Because we're not so uncomfortable and incapable of feeling your experience with you or just even witnessing your experience that we're Mm. trying to just buffer it away. We're trying to make it different. So because Mm. the fixing Cause like, I didn't even know how to break that. Like, you know, you break a role play because it wasn't, you know what I mean? Like the first, the role plays felt like so awkward and uncomfortable because the three of us just don't do that. But it is powerful for people to listen to something like this because, um, and I didn't want to cut off your experience, but it's like, we, you know, we could go all day doing that. Just like, see, and we have, we brag marathons. Mm -hmm. It's this, it's this inability to 
be with our own discomfort around witnessing someone's real experience. And that gets like deeply conditioned into us because it's like, because we do it with ourselves. We get to talk, we get taught to do it with ourselves. So it's this like, you know, bracing against our perceived experience of, of what that suffering might be. Mm. You know what I mean? And we can spend decades doing that to ourselves. And so how the hell am I going to be like, wow, Natty's feeling really raw. And I'm just going to sit with that. Mm. If I'm like, I'm uncomfortable, I'm going to go eat something, even though I'm not hungry, or I'm going to go drink or, you know, whatever the fuck, feel something, whatever it is for the person, you know what I'm saying? So it's this, the fixing is this like, almost like allergic reaction to someone's full experience. Mm. And I know Monica has something to say about this. Yeah. Well, I was going to also, you know, I was realizing that a lot of women too, or something that I used to do was like, go out and do something for you in order for you to not have to feel oh, oh, right. Oh, 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 this is so good. Yes, yeah. Keep going. So I like I, I would have gone, you know, and maybe sent you flowers or something as if like that was going to help you. But really it was like helping me to feel like I could do something that would make me feel better so that you know, I was helping you fix it or something. It was just, it's just yes. this weird codependent way that women have been taught to kind of fix each other's issues versus actually just be with each other and mm. know that actually I don't have to fix it. That the best thing that I can do is mirror back what I'm hearing and mm. help her process by saying just what's here now, or tell me more or say more about mm. that. And just, mm. and you know, again, mirror back, you know, something or frame something as you were so beautifully doing earlier, right? Like I frame your processing, I frame your revelation that, you know, if you could do it over again, you would clear the whole week, I frame, Mm -hmm. right? And just bring, bring some things in that aren't about fixing it, but are about expanding the space for you to show up in and expanding Mm. the space for you to actually process what there is because then we are all gifted right Mm. like I get to hold a container while I'm nourished by your process yes Yes. And I'm assuming this has to be part of the unbecoming process, right? Absolutely. Because we're breaking tools and we're breaking the pattern of, because a lot of women too, they'll say a quick sentence and then we're like, and, you know, like as if like taking up too much airtime and it's like, well, no, I have to let the other sisters speak. And it's like, no, they'll get their moment too. Like, let's, let's keep, you know, take up space here and really, really like luxuriate in Mm. being held by Mm. all these amazing women and what ends up inevitably happening, you know, we've all experienced this, Mm. but when we generously, you know, share and take up that space. It's so such a gift for everybody in the circle because everybody in the circle sees an aspect of herself mm-hmm. in everything that's being shared. Yes. Right? And even if she doesn't 
see an aspect of herself, it inevitably ends up like if there's a leaky boat in everybody's life experience, somewhere it's plugging a hole that we Mm -hmm. go back to and we think, oh, that thing that Natty shared, that's this, that's this leaky hole in my boat, right? So it's like it does buoy kind of and everybody and takes everybody higher. And Libby, I know you have great things to say about this. Well, just one thing that came to me while you were sharing that particular example is like, I cannot tell you. I think I dare say every woman who's been in any group that I'm either a support person at or that I've been the facilitator thinks that they're taking taking from someone else when they embody and inhabit a space. And Mm -hmm. I always dare them, you know, when you think you've said too much, say more. Like that's your invitation because you're going to be the model, whoever that is, you're going to be the model for Monica or Natty or me or whoever that, oh, she, she took up more space and nobody killed her. She didn't die. Everybody was totally on the edge of their seat. And I do want to just like plop in a little shout out to some of the, you know, like favorite frames and things like this is stuff that we've learned along the way that we brought from the School of Womanly Arts with Mama Gina. Um, I just want to say that because I want to honor her work. And we've woven it together with so many tools and practices and and unlearnings and teachings. Mm. But um, it's watching another woman take up space is, you know, I've said this a million times, it's like a drug. You know, you're like, that is so good. Give me more. Yeah, it's not a permission slip. I mean, you're like, oh, it's like the, you know, that scene in the movie when Harry met Sally, like, I'll have what she's having, right? Like, Mm -hmm. totally. Yeah, yeah, more of that. Like, that's what I want. And I'm assuming that at the end of this program, I mean, six months in true witnessing, nourishing sisterhood, like these women are creating lifelong friendships. I mean, how can you not? You can't go back Mm-mm. after you've experienced something like this. No, that- and I think I think like that, Libby. You're always so um, dedicated, you know, to kind of pulling in this piece of sisterhood as this new way of actually resourcing ourselves in the world mm-hmm. because. If we don't have that structure, like th- this is the thing too, is like if we, if we kind of go back to life as we knew it after a six months experience and we don't have a framework to continue practicing this work, we find that we are like super lonely because what happens is exactly what happened. I go back to the person that's going, so how are you? And Right. And, and Mm -hmm. realizing like, oh, oh God, I can't do this anymore. Like I've had a space where I am allowed to grow into like that. This container is no longer too small for me. Right. I'm allowed to grow inside of a bigger container. So Mm. you, you, you actually need, and I think that's why some women are coming back for a second round, right. This first round Mm -hmm. and Libby and I's goal is to really create, um, you know, some kind some form of receptacle for all of the graduates to be in to continue yes. a, a sisterhood. Yes. But that becomes a really powerful and potent and important 
piece of this work is Mm -hmm. to have this as an ongoing practice. It's not a one and done. And it's certainly some something that you can do a six month experience, have a massive transformation and take that into your life. If you don't, if you're complete at that point, Mm -hmm. great. But as we know, part of this is, is like a lifelong, you know, commitment to this practice. Yes. Yes. I mean, this unbecoming sounds like, you know, an introduction into this work, an Mm -hmm. opportunity to experience an unbecoming and unraveling in a safe space Mm -hmm. and like an opportunity for forever sisterhood and support. I mean, it's if, I mean, I think about that where we are on the planet right now. Yeah. Like why? I know we all just took like, we all just started breathing really deeply. Yeah. It feels like, you know, the world is burning. Mm. There is terror, war. I mean, come on, they're bombing hospitals. Mm. Um, I mean, it's not just what's happening in the Middle East. It's happening all over the planet. And, you know, it's time for us to, you know, inhabit a different consciousness. And, mm-hmm. and this is this is the feminine. And what you are teaching, what you are introducing to the women in Unbecoming is a different way of being. And... So I guess my, my question for you and something I love to ask people on the podcast is what is the ripple effect? Mm-hmm. What is the ripple effect of unbecoming in the world? I mean, this is one of my favorite things to talk about. I get chills. It is immeasurable. Um, and I'll speak to unbecoming specifically. And I'll also say it's like this particular type of sisterhood. Um. You cannot measure the ripple effect or the impact of even one woman who, I just have chills on my whole body, who can hold in that apology that she's so trained for, or that one woman who can say, this is not fucking right, or that one woman who can genuinely look another woman in the eye and say, I see you, or you're fucking beautiful, or you know, it is, it is immeasurable because when you see, it's like, it's like all of a sudden you're seeing someone in 5d, you know, it's like they pull out of the matrix and, and everybody is like, what is real? Like what's happening here? You know what I'm saying? And so one woman loving herself more fully and being able to stay in her body will change the world. Like one woman will change the world. The mm-hmm. three of us wouldn't even be having this conversation. Like this conversation is the ripple effect mm-hmm. of yes. sisterhood. And I mean, there's so much more to say about that. That's what speaks to me in this moment. Monica, I would love to hear what you have to say about the ripple effect. Yeah. So for me, it's like, I go to like kind of this whole idea of disrupting the trance of unworthiness that so many women are in 
so many women have been microdosed these messages um, that say everything that we've said in this podcast episode, right? That that keep us in this double bind, that keep us in the prison. And we know at there, there comes a point where we don't even need to hear the messages anymore. We have become the internal prison guards. We Those that are listening know the voices that come into their heads that say, you shouldn't do that. Don't do that. Like I call them the invisible mm-hmm. fence moments, right? Where we kind mm-hmm. of, we, we, we don't have the electric shock like a dog would, right? Against a, a, an invisible fence, but we know where that boundary is. We intuitively mm-hmm. know, like, don't go there. So the more women that can step over that invisible line, you know, the more women that can break out of that patriarchal conform inside this box and behave and Mm. don't, you know, and stay small and uncomplicated because, and there's a reason that we are trained to be inside of the perimeter. And the reason is because we are so powerful, just one of us. Mm -hmm. We are so powerful that if we dare break through the, the invisible fence, we now have created an opening for all of the other women behind us, mm. you know, mm. in order to escape this patriarchal matrix and, or we call mm. it the patrix from Dr. Joanna Kuyava. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's just it. What we're trying to do now is to create a tipping point for enough of us to break the perimeters mm-hmm. so that the rest of us can become free. And mm. It does happen, you know, it's like the internal liberation happens first. And it is kind of like, you know, that, um, you know, idea of like the rising tide and all boats rising with you, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's this literally like water seeks its own level moment. The more a woman can become full of herself and stand in her full sovereignty and her full vibration and dare to claim her true voice and her true experience in the world and tell the damn truth about her life. It doesn't have to be a perfect life, a pretty perfect picture life. Mm -hmm. It's the truth about it that matters. And that gives all women around her permission to do the same. And that's Mm. what we're up to here is to make the unbecoming, you know, it's like unbecoming women will transform the world that Mm -hmm. it's, it's not, that is the truth that that is the truth. Yeah. I just, I have to say something else. I'm like, preach, like take us to church, Monica. So good. I just want to like translate some of what we're sharing into like real concrete stuff. So some of it might be some like the ripple effect could be something like, and, and breaking the perimeter could be like being sexual on stage could be Mm. leaving a job where you're being abused could be Mm. asking a partner for what you want could be Mm. parenting differently could be, these are some of the things that being in your body while you're having sex and making a crop top you know, moaning while you eat your food instead of Mm. counting the calories or the steps in your mind while Mm. you're missing your entire fucking experience. These, this is the feedback that we get. And so that I just wanted to like put that in these like concrete daily sort of terms that people could understand of like, oh, so you mean like I could do that just because it actually pleases me? Yeah. You mean or because I could, I'm like fucking done with that? 
Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. or I could say no and, and <laughs> not, not have to defend it or, or explain yes. myself. Mm-hmm. Or I could say yes, if I need help. <laughs> yes. right? I could ask for help. I could stop pretending that I have it all handled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like all yeah. of these ways that we're trained to just keep it, keep it all status keep quo. Keep it locked down. Keep mm-hmm. it locked down. Mm-hmm. For everyone Don't else. stir the mud. I, I have so many favorite frames for this conversation. <laughs> I'm like, I know. I'm like uh, making a hole in the fence for everyone yeah. to... Or knocking down one part, and then I have that visual in my head now. Um, women are way more powerful than we. So have powerful been told. to the ex- yeah. to the extent that we've endured almost five thousand years of this kind of oppression is to the extent to how powerful we are. Because what we also learn when we're in a sisterhood container is that we are far more powerful together than we are isolated. And it's why we've been kept apart and competing and isolated and jealous Mm -hmm. of each other. And so again, like Natty, I just want to really, Libby and I both had this conversation earlier today. We both just want to thank you for modeling the Mm -hmm. generosity, honestly, Mm -hmm. of inviting women in your same space mm-hmm. to highlight a program like this. I get chills yeah. when I think of this to highlight a program that technically competes with, <laughs> with yeah. right. Is a conflict of interest for you. Right. The patriarchy yeah. would say, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think of it that way though. I'm like, right. the more women doing this work, the better for all of us. Exactly. And, but this is, this is what you're modeling, right? Is like, is unbecoming. Yeah. Is unbecoming. We're unbecoming from that kind of behavior. We're uncoming, unbecoming from that kind of pettiness. Like withholding. Yeah. And scarcity. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like there's enough, like it's not pie. Like there there's, an, enough. there's enough there's and we are enough. enough and we yes. are enough and yes. together we are even more. So it's, yes. it's modeling mm. that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Thank, thank you. you. It is. I mean, you women, maybe, you know, I don't know if you can know <laughs> the extent of how much I adore you and how much, how powerful your work is. I mean, to our listeners, I mean, we, we took you deep and wide today, and we gave you, like, a tiny little baby taste of what it looks like, not only to be in sisterhood, but to um, some of the tools and what is possible for each and every one of us, not only individually, yes, the work starts in our own bodies, but what is possible when, when every woman does this work, when we do it collectively, like Monica says, like the rising tide lifts all boats. So I encourage all of you to check out on Becoming, check out Libby's work, check out Monica's work, listen to Monica's podcast, mm-hmm. get on a phone with each of them, see if Unbecoming is is for you. They're, they're super fucking great. And <laughs> they're just incredible human beings. So it could be great just to just to talk to them. Come you talk, know, come you. talk with us. You can go to jointherevelation.com slash unbecoming. <laughs> And book a hot 
date with us. That's right. And, and we're damn fun too. I will I will brag about oh that. Oh my god, too. so much fun. I've been humping <sighs> Libby all weekend. Yes. I humped Thank you. It's true. and her and her. I wanted to hump her hot husband. I refrained. <laughs> um but like the feeling was just, mutual. <laughs> yeah. So like really if you join their unbecoming like sisterhood journey experience, um, you will also be entering my world because mm. um, we're all connected. That's we right. are all connected. It is undeniable. So um, we'll leave all the links. Um, Monica and Libby, this is it. Love you. Love you so love much. You. Love you, love you, love you, love you. Feminine Rebellion listeners, we love you too. We're sending all of our love. We're pushing love out into the ethers to you, to every woman, to every listener who's tuning in right now. Okay, let's fucking go. Let's do this. Let's do this. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe to the Feminine Rebellion podcast and rate it. This will help get my message out into the world, reach new listeners, and create the feminine rebellion this world is screaming for right now. Thank you for listening, and please don't forget to rate and subscribe. Okay? Love you. I 